two engineers. And a man named Paddy. You're listening to the Beers with Engineers podcast. What is the meaning of life? Will we ever explore the stars? How much wood? Would a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? All of these are excellent questions. And to tonight's episode of Beers with Engineers, none of them are being answered. Instead, Patty's whipped up some questions for us, both of James and myself, about the engineering professions that we do, and a few questions that are on the back of his mind. Some of these questions you might have asked yourself. Most likely they haven't. Either way, sit down, strap in, grab a drink, and enjoy the ride. This uplifted boys is something called the minus one ninety six strong. Mm-hmm. Oh, know what yes. that is? That drink? No, I've never heard of it. Explain it to me, James. This gets you fuck eye larried or whatever you want to call it. So yeah, <laughs> that's all you need to know. Um, sponsored yeah, by. On. Actually, no, I'm not going to give up the location. If you guys want to know the location of these drinks, just subscribe to our Patreon. Anyway, let's get into the. Um, mm, <laughs> oh, they smell. <laughs> they smell. Them. They smell very good and. I think you did a terrible job what the drinks are. For anyone that's ever been to Japan, these are the Strong Zeros. They're from uh, the Sontori brand. They're very good. Mm. Available at every 7-Eleven. And incredibly cheap. And as the name says, incredibly strong. Just like James over here. Isn't that right, Aquaman? Mm Mm-hmm. Strong Uh as uh (laughs) 9%, 2.625 standard drinks. This should not be legal. (laughs) Probably yet not. it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, I'm loving it. Thank you, James, for getting these ones for us. It, uh, thank you. Thank you. Very like good home. way to end the week. Tastes like nostalgia. If nostalgia had a taste, it would yeah. be this exact drink. Yeah. Bring, it, bring, oh. bring a tear to my eye. Yeah. Just bring it back an old saying we said in Japan. Oh, man, it tastes like a sauna in here. It tastes doesn't like it, a sauna. Yeah, it doesn't really apply to this drink, does it? Yeah, when sh- when we were- when we will go to the onsens, sh- we'll all be you know relaxing, whilst Sean will be licking the wood and be like, "Hmm, this tastes nice." They had different vintages. I had to help. I couldn't help myself. I probably shouldn't have <laughs> said wood and onsen in the same sentence. Yeah, and Patty. All right, all let's right, poor taste. Yeah, let's let's. <laughs> we've just been dawdling on for a bit. Let's actually get into the podcast. <laughs> okay. What are we talking about today, gentlemen? Well, you guys. Uh, I think there's been a bit of a uh, discussion for, between you two of like, I don't think Patty's really paying attention to what we do <laughs> enough. And you guys, like, like I would say subtly suggested, hey, what if Patty quizzes us? It's, on... it's not that you don't pay attention. <laughs> it's just that you're... I kind... did. Yeah, no I conversations never, happened. No conversation. Like, I promise you this. Yeah, 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 you're right. here as the guy to just be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? And to be that <laughs> character is a very tiring role. And I understand that because I'm literally that character in so many other avenues of my life where I'm just there. It's fucking tiring. So, no, good on you, mate. We're not reprimanding you in any way, shape, or form. All right, well, for e- either way, you guys, I I took it upon myself to get some questions together and kind of ask specifically on your fields and just the engineering world, I guess. So, specific, like specifically, what are your individual engineering mm. fields, Sean? Me, so I am a renewable energy engineer, so I, I deal with all things renewables, which is a fucking sexy type of engineering in this day and age, I tell you mm, what. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at all the other engineers, chemical, 
electrical oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't mechanic. Put the There's a <laughs> lot of room for chemical. Talk about fucking petroleum engineers, all right? Look, no, 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 I... but just the name is just... Ugh. I'm not even a chemical engineer. I mean, I am by trade, but they don't even call uh-huh. it. We'll get into that in a sec. Yeah, all right. Uh, no, but well, yeah, the so thing that's is, when I think sexy, I think Elon Musk. So it's all good. I get. Yeah, it. exactly. Making the making engineering feel like a rock star kind of thing. So that's that's the field mm. I was in. Uh, I did choose it before I knew about Elon Musk. Just want to clarify, he's not like my idol. Um, but that's the field I'm in. I deal with a lot of renewable energy and electrical energy, especially in the grid. So that's kind of my uh, field. James, what's what about you, mate? What do you do? I don't know. Um, I don't know what I do. Actually, no. I, 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 <laughs> I'm a chemical process engineer, so we deal with not chemicals, or we do, but not chemistry, I should say. Um, chemical engineering is not chemistry for everyone who's convinced, and I'm not going to explain why, because that would just be way too long. But I deal with all things process-related, making things from raw materials, and making them into things you love, like your beer and ladies, your makeup, and things like paper. You guys who like to it's confirmed James works at Sephora. Yes. He's got a lovely Pandora merch behind him right now, so he's getting like the big bucks. I see how it is. Mm-hmm. I have a passion. Lost touch with the common man. I have a <laughs> Lost touch with the common man. If, if my name didn't give it away, I've got a passion for water, and I also have a passion for beer. What the fuck was that? That was the nastiest slurp I've ever heard in my life. Oh my god. All right. I don't, I, see guys, how... I don't think you guys read the room there. It was meant to like flow, you know. I've got a passion for fucking just gulp. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Nice. Mm. Yep. Sure. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So, um, I have a couple of questions. There's normal stuff. I have a couple. I do. Since you mentioned chemicals and chemistry, unfortunately, I do have a chemistry question coming up. So, what do you guys want to do? I'll do an individual question first, or one for both of you. Um. Let's do... Do what the audience wants. I will will start. Are you not entertained? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what I'll do is I'll start with... uh, I'll start with a good... Since since we are drinking right now, I'll start with a drinking question, the beer one. So, James, you're up. So, one of my things I was always wondering for a long time in my life was, like, when I was a kid, I would always watch Willy Wonka. I loved that Gene... The Gene... Oh. The Gene Wilder movie, like mm-hmm. the old-fashioned one, is like really cool in seventies and really, so much really psychedelic, very yeah. psychedelic, better than the Tim Burton one. But anyway, Agreed. like the original is always going to be the best. One actually. Oh yeah, the wouldn't surprise one with, me. One with the Tim. Yeah, not, not even get into that, the one, <laughs> Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so actually? I think will a Willy Wonka-style brewery ever be possible? E.g., a waterfall that mixes and ferments the beer. Oh, mate, as long as engineering dad's here, um, yeah, of course. Um, no, to seriously answer your question, absolutely not. Because the main reason is, and it's good you asked that, because I can definitely go into the chemical process side here. Um, you have in my field what's called a continuous and a batch reaction, and to make that very um, fast, a batch reaction is, say, you keep something as it is. You keep the fuel in the engine, and the gases ignite. A continuous is something where mm. you're just continuously feeding it, right? It's constantly happening, so... What, what's what, what's an example that you boys can think of that's continuous where you don't have to like hold on to it for a long time and it happens straight away in your everyday life? Because I can't think of an example. <laughs> Wait, I mean, what? you're the engineer. <laughs> <laughs> I, nah. Wait, uh, some, something that you hold on Tra- to. Traffic, for example. So a ba- something that's batch is something that is, it, it happens over time. So um, say, for example, oh, what's a good example? I was going to say making almond milk, but not everyone knows how to make almond milk. 
Um, just milk the nut, right? Freezing something, for example, oh, it's not necessarily a batch reaction, but when you freeze something, you've got to leave it in the freezer for about know, three mm. hours, depending on whatever it is, and it, and it freezes. That's a batch reaction. Traffic, for example, is continuous. Driving through lights, um, mm. you know, constantly driving past a certain location is continuous. Uh, beer brewing is a batch reaction, meaning you have to hold it under a certain amount of time. What you're describing to me is something that have to happen continuously and that you just can't achieve that with fermentation. There's no sort of storage Aww. there. You can make something very mm. similar, for example. Like you can, make, you can make it look like Willy Wonka, but it wouldn't be a waterfall that happens like that instantaneously. But right. who knows what uh, catalyst we'll find to make it happen. Would, since, like, with the, is that for all um, alcoholic beverages, though, that it has to sit and like so ferment for a certain amount of time, like wine barrels or scotch barrels? Or is there an actual alcoholic drink out there that could, like, theoretically, like, needs constant movement to be, like, drinkable? So you don't actually need movement when you're talking about fermentation. What you need is yeast. Yeast acts mm-hmm. as a catalyst in a reaction. And Paddy, we had a session on catalyst in one of our podcasts. I'm not going to get into it. Oh, Jesus. But catalyst my, ne- <laughs> my next question, what is er- electrolysis? <laughs> catalyst, um, oh, good, good man. Like you, I tell you, you're paying attention now. Um, catalyst is He's asking that- the question. I'm not sure if he did. <laughs> <laughs> Can you explain still, one I more time. <laughs> yeah, so if it, uh, yeast is like your catalyst. It actually speeds up the fermentation process, so it makes the car go faster if we're talking about reactions mm. and whatnot and using an easy analogy. Um, basically, if you were to ferment beer without yeast, it would take about three months to do. So you'd have to let it sit there for three months with sugar. It's pretty funny. So I forget what animal it was. I think it was like a wombat or something, and they actually made it eat fermented um uh, pineapple in the forest, I think mm. it was, in some country, and they found... Sorry, it would have been Australia if it's a wombat. And it got <laughs> fucking pissed. Like, it absolutely... Yeah. It was an experiment. So, a bit of animal cruelty, getting in a wombat drunk or something. Um, it, it, they left it there for about six months, and this thing just turned in like, really ripe, but they found the sugars turned to alcohol. What the yeast mm. do is they turn this three months into two weeks. So, I mean, a good smooth segue is I've actually made a video on this on the Engineering Dad's channel, and I talk about why yeast is important because I literally used yeast in this experiment. It's one of our videos when I made the enzyme detergent. Yeah, I, I think James Patty's questions was, is there a place where you could have like a stream in the process? And I think with beer, you physically can't because it would decarbonize and it would mess around with the live ingredient as the yeast. But I feel like if you had a non-carbonated alcoholic drink, like a vodka, if you had like a vodka waterfall as part of the process and you had that as like the label... And you collected it all, so you didn't lose anything in a full yield. I think that would be possible. I don't want to imagine that's not possible, right? Yeah, well, you're always having carbonation, sorry, decarbonation in any fermentation, whether it's vodka mm. or whatnot. Obviously, you have with vodka, you've got levels of distillation there, so you could, yeah. you could never do it with vodka if you were. But I think beer, it would be possible if you were to crack a new catalyst code. So if you were to say, let's use yeast, <laughs> and now we add a new catalyst here that takes the fermentation from two weeks to now... 10 yeah. minutes, but that would need some sort of chemical. There's a high chance that chemical is mm. potentially toxic to put in food products. And also, you know, a good brewer always says use four ingredients in a beer. And I'm sure you mm. always know what those four ingredients are. Sure. Yep. Sure. Love and wheeze. Yeah. Uh, but Love, I think, care, like, ima- imagine Patty's um, uh, idea of having the Willy Wonka factory and it's just an ad for beer. It's like, wouldn't it be? Oh, that's the Cadbury ad. But it's like no, the. 
Yeah, no, just it'll, be, it'll be more like, come with me and you'll be See, in a world of pure imagination. But that, imagine that just running through into like a beer garden or whatnot. I think it would be a great beer commercial. Yeah, um, absolutely. Patty, you've actually like just pretty much raised a really sick project pitch. If we were to ever build some sort of... <laughs> well, the thing is, I was, I was more or less inspired by, I think it was like, like from like season one of Family Guy. Mm. Yeah, right. Oh, right. When they go to like, when they get like, win, win the silver ticket and they can go to um, the Poor Tucket Brewery and it's like, you know, they go in and see Poor Tucket Patton and all that stuff. And <laughs> these things like a ripoff I- version of the Pure Imagination song. I'm now imagining like, you know, when you go to a water park and they fill up this bucket full of water and every 10 minutes it dumps. I'm just imagining mm-hmm. that with beer now. And how, f- like, just watching 45-year-old men screaming and running like a mosh pit, <laughs> like some 12-year-old girls to the front of a Justin Bieber concert just waiting for this thing to fall down and drink. I think that would be great. <laughs> Maybe yeah, that's just me. They're all taking the shirts off. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, these, all these polo shirts go whipped into the crowd. They start oh, running in. Uh, bum bags are flying everywhere. Like, Oh, man, yeah, New Balance on just, like, super fast mode. <laughs> Patty, oh why, no! Why There'd be so much confusion coming back into out of the water because it's like, oh, which one of my New Balances was there's like a, oh, a, a no, full yeah. line of just white. New <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah, it's like I got the white one. <laughs> so do I. <laughs> God damn it! Patty. Okay. Well, well, sorry to to wrap that question up. While you can't achieve that with the actual fermentation, there are other multiple steps in beer brewing that are really important and can be done in mm. A good example is actually like milling the grain. So you could definitely have like a process stream. We've seen this big grain come through, going through a grinder and then going into the beer and then seeing a whirlpool effect. Like that would be really sick. Um, Another thing you could do is just watch the heating happen. So like look at these mad steam generators as the beer is passing through to boil it and get it to the temperature. And third, you need membranes for beer as well to filter it right at the end to get all like the little shit out. So you could see this like chunks coming through and on the other side, you just see this really clean beer ready to drink. So no, there's merit in your question, brother. So... Yeah. Awesome. Sweet. Okay. I think we, we spent a lot of time on James. Okay. It's time for some renewable stuff. Ooh, yeah. um, I won't, I won't ask you that one. That'll probably trigger you. Um, <laughs> probably nuclear. <laughs> I bet it's fucking nuclear. Yes, it is. <laughs> ah, um, I knew it. <laughs> okay. So, um, so for renewable energy and like the, the area of mm-hmm. it, what are the main obstructions in the development of renewable energy? Oh, really good one. But, um, I think it comes down to our glorious, uh, glorious leader, um, Scott Morrison. I think it does come down actually on his head. Effectively, the technology's there, the money's there. The only thing that's missing is like good leadership. You're is not really be- seeing it. That I was thinking this as well when I was asking, but is this mm. because private investors are more? There's less profit if you're a private investor to gain from investing in renewable energy than something else? No, actually, in fact, renewables yeah, is showing significant... It's, um, it's showing significant profits, and people who have invested in renewables right now um, are making big bucks. Like right now, uh, Meridian, a uh, big retailer in New Zealand who owned a lot of assets in Australia, they sold off their gear, like an, 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 a renewable-only retailer as well as a bunch of wind farms for $730 million this week. Like, it's big. Like, the fact that... And guess who bought it up, by the way? Guess who bought it up? Johnny Depp. Angus Taylor? Fucking Shell. Dutch Shell bought 700... (laughs) Very close, actually. (laughs) Pretty much the wildest guess. (laughs) Through word association, you can get Johnny from Johnny Depp to 
Yeah, the seven somehow. <laughs> yeah, uh, the seven like points of connection. Johnny, Johnny Depp filmed the tour as Angelina Jolie. Angelina yeah. Jolie did this movie, you know. So, Angelina Jolie drives a car. Cars use petrol. Shell done. Boom, boom, done. <laughs> it's like that. Paddy, I feel like you might not have been intending to ask this question from a political point of view, though, or Australia. Did you mean also from like a technological advancement point of view? It was more. A, it, a national, I think it was national scale. Yeah, it was more just from the like. I want to say definitely not from a political point of view because I don't think everything. I don't. I, I'm under the belief that not everything comes down to like the politics. It's more just like, are people willing to do it? It's more on the mm. consumer. So I was thinking, is there a type of branding or a type of uh, a type of um, way that you can present renewable energy to the average? Yeah, like at the average day Joe. The average okay. Joe. Yeah. Well, I I can explain it in a little bit. I guess. Uh, basic sense but if you look at like renewable generation in australia specifically australia it is being taken up by the common man 20 percent of households in australia have rooftop solar on them it's the world yeah and it's like the highest in the world half our generation in terms of solar generation is made on like rooftops our own rooftops everyone putting in the panels because it was a policy that was in place and you know what it did well. And so the the economics is there. It's pushing there. Like wind farms are being developed. Solar farms are being developed. Batteries are being developed. The one thing that isn't being developed is, or well, it, why it's not being developed further is because there's risks associated to it. You look at a bank that says, I don't know if renewables is going to be around for 20 years. I'm going to put a bit of a fat premium on your, your loan. And so some of the projects don't go ahead because they need to be like really, really, really economic to like beat the premium. Mm-hmm. But if you just have, from policy perspective, hey, we want to have this much renewable policy, they go, okay, sweet. The only way to do that is to enable more projects. My risk that I'm going to give you from the bank now goes down, goes to half. And that's that's literally it. The moment you say, yes, this is what we need, this is a target, banks just start throwing money at it. And because they haven't done that... Mm-hmm. Projects aren't going ahead. In terms of technology, we're so there. We're so ready for it. Like everything's like coming into place and small little like people are moving and doing the right thing, ready for it. The one thing we're missing is leadership from the top. In terms of that, that's really the only blockage at this point. Everyone else is moving in this direction. It's just we need, we don't want everyone, little people doing it. We need the one person at the top taking charge. Kind of okay. Thing. We All read, right, cool. um, you read the book Brief Answers to Big Questions by Stephen Hawking and he talks about a lot of advances in technology, especially with regards to like space travel and whatnot. And mm. one of the big things he says is like, we just don't have politicians backing it. Like that's one yep. of the main things like you need, like we have the people who are willing to do it. We have the interest, we have the resources to do it. We just don't have people that see investment in it. They don't have people that see merit and good capital gains in it. And it's sad that yeah. no one's willing to sit down and actually have a proper think about it. But that's another topic. Mm. I want to throw another question. I just thought of it because this was brought up the other day when I was having dinner with the family and mm. we were talking about, you know, the potential, like, oh, when, you know, everything opens back up, you know, doing a road trip somewhere. And it's like, oh, that was <laughs> pretty do. cool. As you, As you do. do. It's like, oh, yeah. everyone, like, why not explore your country? It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'd love to. I've always, I've never really been to Perth or been to the WA. It's like, I'd love to explore that, like the, mm. like the desert and the beaches oh, there. Margaret River, go for surfing, then a wine tour after. <laughs> Speaking my language, oh. might or oh, yeah. All right, you twisted my arm, I'll do it. Oh. <laughs> oh. All right, oh, cheeky, cheeky devil. Um, but... We were talking as like, oh, if you drive there, and your name came up in conversation, Sean. Because oh, did it? Yeah, it was like because um, someone's uh, oh, because it was uh, the girlfriend said I was like, oh, I mean, it'll, it'll kind of suck if like it was a 
uh, Sean's, Sean or their family's car because they won't be able to recharge it because it's a Tesla. <laughs> and that made me think, it was like, wait, how would they charge it? Because I know yeah. there's like such thing as portable chargers. However, they're mm. very expensive. So yes. I feel like when I, when I was asking this question about like the main obstructions, I feel like one would mm. be actually having proper knowledge to the people about like, you know, electric vehicles or for, you know, vehicles that could be mm. of that nature, but also how to recharge it and make sure it doesn't break down and stuff like that. Yeah. No, especially, especially if you're in the middle of the desert in nah. WA, which is, I think, what's the percentage of desert to population in, in WA? Oh, it's like, oh, I don't know. I know for, for Australia, 95% of people live within a hundred kilometers of the water. Yeah. Um, so if that gives you an idea of an average for Australia, I would, but I, I would, as like a rough estimate, I would say at least 80% mm. of yeah. WA is unoccupied. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It's either FIFO mining workers or just people in the city drinking lattes. Like it's, it's one or the other. Um, to answer your, your question, sorry. <coughs> so like, for example, I'm speaking of, oh, sorry, Jesus. <coughs> <coughs> my god drink, that drink is really strong it's been my vocals. It, um it, it's hit me as well I, yeah i'm surprised james you're about to drive like yeah i, 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 shouldn't, I shouldn't have twisted your arm but yeah uh, don't I, twist I, it oh love god. it um but on your point just just for people who don't know so we are based in sydney and west australia is the other end of australia and just to clarify australia is larger than europe so if that gives you a, a scale of size it's a big drive now Melbourne's somewhat, I'd say, what, a third of the way there? And what South Australia is maybe almost halfway? I'd say Melbourne's mm-hmm. like a sixth of the way there, but Adelaide's like probably sort of half or South yeah. Australia. So yeah. So da- yeah. my dad, who owns the car, I don't know the car, I wish, dad who owns the car drove to South Australia along a dirt road in an, an electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. Fine. There's enough charging infrastructure between South Australia to Cairns already to get there. The last bit was the West Australia one. This is actually a really funny story. So I went to a, a meet-up with Tesla owners, of, as you do, um, and I talked to this guy, oh and he's like, yeah, God. I bought a... Flex. <laughs> bit of a flex. But he, he bought his Tesla in, like, 2013, 2014, and he saw this problem. He said, you know what? There's not that many charges between South Australia and West Australia. So what he did is he went to Bunnings and got these, like, 40-amp plugs, which the Teslas plug into slowly, but they'll charge off these plugs, and they cost, like, 80 bucks each. And he went around and he sent a message to every single pub between South Australia and West Australia along the main road on the, on the water saying, hey, guys, I have this like $700 charger. If you get an installer on, I'll give it to you for free. And like, yeah, for sure. So he single-handedly installed like a hundred charges, got free nights accommodations at pubs and hotels all the way, said there were $500 charges that he installed there. There were 50 bucks, but they didn't know. And the thing is the pubs paid for the electricians. The electricians was like another $300 to install them. But he developed an EV charging spot at like every 30 kilometers between South Australia and West Australia for fun. He was retired. He was like, yeah, fuck it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess around with it. But the, the point being is this is back in 2014. Since then, you're looking at massive charging infrastructure and development. And you're right. Range anxiety is a problem uh, for electric vehicles and people who want to buy them. But to be honest, it's, it's getting there pretty quick. 99% of your drives are going to be within 30 kilometers or less. You really don't need those long drives. But in those instances, we're now seeing examples of it. I think it's um, what uh, PlugShare. If you look at PlugShare online, mm-hmm. it shows you every single plug in Australia. And if you pull up the map, you can't see Australia. There's so many fucking plugs, man. Yeah. And you look at what they're doing in America mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh. Like, you know, yeah. 
partnering with major corporations and like major businesses like hospitals and like burger kings and stuff i think that stuff is really like awesome how yeah dead on people need to go here it's unavoidable so let them stop off here to charge up their their old whip yeah and you look at like Ampol, Shell, BP, all the big gas companies are all installing EV charges at all their gas stations. That's part of all their plans. Like regardless of what people think, EVs are the future. They're going to happen. So that range of anxiety thing, that's just going to dissipate slowly. Um, but yeah, I think right now you could drive to West Australia on an EV. You have to like plan it for sure, but you can do it in a Tesla for sure. Easy. Groovy. Awesome. Anyways, that's right. that question. Okay. I've got an equation for you boys because I don't know how actually oh. people people have been questioning your uh, I want to say qualifications. <laughs> oh, I, I've had a half a strong. I can't I can't drive, let alone do maths right. right now. This is a <laughs> this is a water based one, so I think James right. might have a. Uh... All right, I got okay, my notepad so out. This, Let's do it. So this is the equation. All right, right. I'm just, I'm, sorry, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying anyone, to. Anyone who can't see the camera, I'm literally doing back. I've got the back of the envelope. Uh, yeah, we, we we witnessed it. I'm just I'm just trying to read it. I'm terrible. Like uh, again, this is happened. This happened at like one a.m. when I try write wrote it down, and my writing is terrible. <laughs> All right, um, I, I I copy this from a quiz website, so I'm not taking any. All right, a water solution containing an unknown quantity of a non-elect. Oh, jeez, what word is this? <laughs> of a non. Oh my god! It's it's the word that you keep on bringing up. What is it? No, no, no. Non-electrolyte. Sorry, I'll start again. A water solution containing an unknown quantity of a non-electrolyte has a freezing point of minus zero point two one degrees Celsius. What is the molal concentration (laughs) of the solution if Kf equals one point eight six degrees Celsius per meter? Wait, what was that calculation? What was the, the value there? Uh, KF equals 1.86 degrees Celsius per meter. Per meter. Slash M. Slash yeah, M. Per... Slash. Okay. So it might be per mole. Ma- it's probably per, per mole. mole. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it was meter because I've never dealt with moles. Okay. Is that, a, is that a linear calc, James? Okay, Patty, repeat the question. All right. A water solution containing. This is great. This is a. This is excellent <laughs> podcasting, by the way. Like yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very entertaining. Um, sorry, people. Um, a water solution containing an unknown quantity of a non-electrolyte has a freezing point of minus zero point two one degrees Celsius. What is the molol? How do you pronounce that the word? Molar. The mole. The M O L A L. Molar, molar, Mo- molar. <laughs> what is the molar concentration of the solution if KF equals 1.86 degrees Celsius per mole? All right, leave it with me. <laughs> 1.86 degrees Celsius per mole. I don't know what the KF stands for, James. That's definitely your field. So the, you want the, the molar I'm sweating from just saying those equations. Like, I, it... can't de- I can't deal with this. <laughs> Okay, I. What are they, is, do, they, do they tell you what they want the answer? So they want they want to be molar. I know. I don't know how it's done. I just know the answer. Don't. Is, I, it's, I, the answer is not point one I'm one. Under is so it? much pressure. I'm about to cry. What the is fuck? it? It's not point one one three. Is it? It's <laughs> not as simple. <laughs> it can't be. Wait, well, wait. What was your answer? No. 
0.113 was my random guess. It stubbed it right into the calculator, but that can't be right. Wait, so your your guess was 0.113? Correct. You're so close. <laughs> take take away one of those numbers. <laughs> did you say did you say minus two point zero one, Patty? No, minus zero point two one. And what? And point one point eight six. Yeah. Degrees Celsius per m. So hold on, is it zero point one one two nine? No. Ah, oh, jeez. Point one one two? No. I mean, <laughs> oh wait, I need to flip that, don't I? Hold on. All right, I'm just gonna try and uh, I'll try and uh, improv while you guys figure out. <laughs> nah, so today I was um I was working and suddenly funniest thing happened. Funniest <laughs> thing happened. I went to Office Works because I'm making a mixtape for my road trip I'm doing this weekend. And I put all, I put all the classics on. I put all the uh, the new shit, as they would say, as the kids say. I put some. I, I didn't put Kendrick Lamar on, unfortunately. My mom doesn't like that. Um, I try to put Hypnotized by the, the Notorious Big on there, but yeah, she, she also doesn't like rap. So I'm kind of in. I'm, I'm caught in a box, as they say. Wait, is, is it point one one? Yes. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. It was two sig figs to three. I did the calc. <laughs> <laughs> What do you mean? Point one one three is point one one. What? What? Patty! God fucking damn it! <laughs> oh, said, this is. I said remove one of the numbers. Oh, I thought you meant like go down one, like I averaged up one. No, <laughs> come on! You're like that one calculation on maths where it's like the the correct answer was point nine nine. You've entered point nine nine. Zero. That's I incorrect. I was going to give it to you, but I was like, oh, but James is still doing the math. So I was like, I, just can't, I don't want to <laughs> say I, 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 I literally just subbed it into a calc, just one divided by the other. That was not. Uh, how was that that simple? How did I beat you, James? You're the water guy. I know. <laughs> You're like, I, like, like, no, I would like, like to. I've I would like to. And I'm like, no, it can't be that simple. It's it can't. Well, I was going for the dumb answers so you wouldn't look as embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, I, no. was, I was putting proper formulas in here and like getting negative. Right. Okay. Well, I'm feeling great. I like I to, beat the, the chemist on a chemical question. I like Woo! to. I like to formally um, remove the name Aquaman as an acronym <laughs> because he doesn't deserve it. I like to now formally. I like to now formally introduce the uh, because you, if anything, you're the sidekick of Aquaman. You're, I can't believe you, that. You, you, you're are Topo. you are Wait, Topo. You are Topo. That is I your nickname. You Google game. that. I swear to God, James first... Topo Preziosa. <laughs> no, it's not that. It's it's not because I literally that was like as soon as you gave it, I was like, yes, yeah, sweet. Point two one divided by one point eight six. That cancels out the units. I'm like, yeah, nah, that's man, what that's, I did, right? I was like, no, that that's way more complicated than that. That's what my, that was like literally. literally that's all was on my calculator. That's all you have to do. Because I was like, no, hang on a minute, hang on a okay. minute. This is a solution in water. <laughs> okay, right up. That's not hey, chemistry. Bro, you're not. Bro, you not. But, look, I will say this. Did I pronounce all the words right? Obviously not. I don't know what's going. What? I, no, I still don't. No, I still. I still don't know what a fucking a molar is. Wait, molar, molar. It's a concentration of something in water. I don't know what a molar is. I don't know what a mole is. I don't know what slash m means. I thought it was. Just like, <laughs> well, like the, that was the thing. One point eight six degrees per meter. <laughs> 
sorry, what is this diffusion? I Conductivity thought... of metal. I am sorry, but from my general maths in uh, high school, slash M always meant per meter. So I was like, so was it? Fu- it was cry, it a capital a river? Okay, was it a capital M or a little M? It was a little M. Are you How- sure? I might have changed it when I wrote it. However, because <laughs> yeah. it's, if it's big M, it's molar; little M, it's meter. Okay, look. Yeah, again, okay. miscommunication. Yeah, I agree or disagree. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's a great question. Uh, <laughs> that was great, Fatty. Let's do more of those. All right. I, I want to oh, beat thought, James okay, at more chemical think, questions. Look, you didn't actually beat me. That was my first answer. No, I. I you away. didn't say the answer. Hey, you didn't hey, say hey, it. Hey, hey, everyone, everyone, Topo, calm down. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> shut up, Aqua Boy. <laughs> Aqua Lad. <laughs> Aqua Lad. Now he sounds like he's going to have a bum bag and stab me. No, I don't want no. that. Apparently, I just Googled the Aquaman Psycho, and apparently your name's Garth. So I might just call you Garth from <laughs> now on. Garth. <laughs> Garth. Garth. Garth Vader. No, nope, just no, Garth. Just Garth. <laughs> we you're both were like, no, no, no just Garth. <laughs> you're not cool enough for that. All right, okay, so... All right, next question, next question. I, well, I think we'll have time for one more question before we wrap yeah, this up. Yeah. Excellent, guys. Okay, so for the both of you, I feel like this is a this is what everyone's thinking, I think, and believe when it comes to engineering and development into the future. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh, Jesus, what's my fucking writing going on? <laughs> I need to get you, like, a little computer to type, not a notepad. Oh, my God. Someone riff for a second. I need to, I need to figure out this word. So I was walking out of the shops the other day, and I ran into a celebrity, uh, Christopher Walken, and then my tire popped, and he's like, hey, you got to be walking. Oh, okay, okay, I've got this, okay, sorry. <laughs> thank like, God, thank God, that's all I had. <laughs> I had to save you. I said, what deems an engineering development slash proposal irrelevant? An engineering slash proposal irrelevant or relevant? Mm. Irrelevant. So if someone is, because... There's been, like, if you honestly just go onto YouTube and just Google, like, mm. top top five, top ten engineering, like, places that are now deserted or stuff like that. Like, there's been all yeah. these giant airports that are now abandoned. There's, like, there's a city in, um, there's a city in, in Malaysia, not Malaysia, I believe. It's somewhere in Asia where mm. it's now, they try to rebrand it as the capital city, but it's complete, it's a ghost town. So... What deems these engineering developments like irrelevant or relevant? Because I believe something for something to be relevant, it's needed. However, correct. When when an engineering proposal isn't needed, it's like, and they spend billions of dollars to do it. Like, mm. who should there be someone to sort of like tell them? basically there needs to be like a governing body for example yeah that's what i see so in australia we have engineers australia it needs to be formally recognized and accredited by a a governing body like engineers australia Mm, i agree and disagree it definitely does need to have an accreditation but like i mean you can also apply the whole thing build and they will come like if you build a theme park in a random spot people will travel there for that theme that theme park right if you have go on but the, the point being is, like, sometimes what you need is to develop uh, a proposal where you have genuine information, genuine approach where it says this is needed, this is required, and this is the data that we need. Um, an example being right now Sydney's building a second airport, and I think we can all agree we need a second airport. The current ones just 
just too clogged up. The hours for flying is, is, isn't great. And so having a second one, one for business and domestic travel, one for international and tourist, makes sense. Right now, though, there's not really a business case for a second airport. But if you build it and you say, like, this is the projections that happen, this is what's going to go ahead, let's build a second airport. This is what's going to happen. I think if you have a genuine economic case, and, and this is what it comes down to, the bottom dollar, if the money doesn't make sense, it's not going to go ahead. Again, like, you wouldn't build a bridge which is $18 billion to service a small village. You need to have a reason to build it. If you have genuine accreditation and research and whatnot into something that is needed, yeah, it'll go ahead. The one thing that will change it, and this is, I think, relating to your question, is new information which disproves the original claim. That's what will change it. If you could say, you know what? Actually, the entire airplane business went out of fashion. Let's not build a second airport. That would stop that for one specific example. But yeah, I mean, generally speaking, for an engineering project to go ahead, research into that project being viable has to be done beforehand. Yeah, absolutely. No, you're 100% spot on. The only comment I strongly disagree with is there's no business case for the second airport. There's definitely a business case out there for it. No, well, some, I'd like definitely, if you, well, if you ask the current Sydney airport, is there a business case? They would say no. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. View, yeah, yeah I but if you can prove in numbers it's worthwhile, a project will go ahead. Paddy, the way I interpreted your question is what, what do you need for like an engineering firm or project to be professionally recognized as something viable? The way, like, Sean mm. answered, he's like, no, what's something that can be deemed as any class of engineering? And the way you've described it, Sean, is I definitely agree with that. But it depends what we're talking about here. If you're talking about a professional point of view where those people need to be accredited, yeah. But you go back to Sean's, like, response on, no, if you want, if you want to build something and want people to come mm. in, anything can be recognized if there's an actual need for it. Yeah. Giant swings, for example, there was no need of that until they built the first giant swing. People are like, oh, this is a good Year 7 camp activity. Now it's just um, Australian standards for it. Well, both James and I work in feasibility as well. We look at, is it worthwhile going ahead? And kind of give a thumbs up. Yes, it's you should do this project and not... um, That's part of engineering. It's not all design. Does it make sense? Will it actually provide a service or a good or a need that's needed? Um, A lot of the engineering proposals that go out there have to go through that process. Very few, unless you're looking at a few of the projects done by federal government... Um, but almost all of them went through that process. Hmm. All right, if you want more engineering dads or business engineers, please head to our YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. Check us out. We love the views. <laughs> yeah, honestly. See, See you, everyone. All right, see you.